off and let it fully load up. Guys, up there. Um, here we go. All right, we are back. Another episode, Bench Mob Season Two. Um, season Two, Episode Two of the Bench Mob Podcast. What's up with you, Brody? How you living? Doing good. Just you know, taking it day by day, staying safe. I hear you on that. It's literally a day by day process um, with everything going on. We getting some changes. Some things is uh, progressing, but I don't know if it's still the safest to be outside for the most part. Uh, we got on the docket, NBA, uh, we got our rankings. We're going to start off with the NBA right now. We were always close to coming back. We was looking forward to it. Now it's kind of at a, a crossroads and the NBA split on there players wanting to come back, some players not wanting to come back for different reasons. What's your thoughts on this situation? How do you I mean, I could see it from both sides. Like, I hear what Kyrie's saying, like, not really wanting to come back when we could be focusing on like, creating change, like, with race, racial injustice. But, like, I saw Austin Rivers I think it was who said something yesterday or a couple of days ago, basically just saying that, look, we can, we can do these, we can do our part. We can, we can work on racial injustice and play basketball at the same time. Like some of, some of the NBA players, they're not making that much money. So they might, they might need that check right now. So that, that might be their first thought which is understandable. It's their job. They, they got stuff to do, lives to live, live and, and things to pay for. But for those like Kyrie who are making like $30 million, maybe playing the rest of the season doesn't really affect you that much, <laughs> especially since he already said he's not playing. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like, it, it looks, it doesn't look fishy, but I mean, he, he has a reason he's not, trying to go out there and play besides the the main point that he's getting at which is trying to keep the keep the word going keep keep our our fight going and i saw lou i saw lou williams say something too basically saying how people want they want us to play sit in the, in front of their tv drink a beer instead of being outside and protesting, which is true, but. Yeah, I mean, for me, like if I was in the same situation, I know I would have to uh, definitely, I'd have to pray about it and see what um, would be best for me. I get both sides of it. I feel players like uh, LeBron, for example, who has been a, the poster child for literally still speaking up, making change, doing what's needed to um, really put the emphasis and the focus on Black Lives Matter movement and everything that's going on and still be able to play. 
Uh, I look at it too. Also, you see other other careers. You're not going to ask a rapper um, or a singer not to rap or sing. You little baby has one of the most influential songs right now. Uh, that's helping the movement. That's putting. And I think it, the same could be said for the athletes. Make sure that that's still in the forefront. Um, we've seen it before that they certain athletes, a LeBron, a Chris Paul, have made sure whether it's through apparel, whether it's through their press conferences, their interviews, they make sure that yeah, the game was good, but let's not forget what's really more important than this game of basketball. Um, and like you said, it's some people that's in this situation that aren't the top echelon of the league. So they need this money. They need it. And without playing the season, it could turn out that there is no season next year. So it's a lot to go into it. Um, I don't know. If, for those that need money, are, are players going to be willing to put up a fund or something like that for those that are in need of money if they decide not to, you know, if they decide to protest and not play. But for those that need, that are not as financially well off, what are we going to do about them? That's the only thing I would be concerned with. Lincoln's 10 through 6 today. We're going to go through them. Of course, do too high, too low. Just right. We're going to start off with number 10, Damian Lillard, averaging 28.9 points per game, 7.8 assists, four boards, and one steal per game. I think he's just right. I, I had him, let me see, I think I had him a little higher on the list when I put mine out. Uh-huh. But just right, in my opinion, he's the second best point guard in the in the league right now, behind Steph Curry. And you see how clutch he is. That's that's the main argument for him to be this high. Like he's a bucket, but he's not afraid of those clutch moments. So he's had to lead some of these Portland teams that are not not really championship contenders, I would think, but. Even last year, they made it to the conference finals against the Warriors. So it's like he's doing something over there to to make it happen. But he's loyal to a fault, I feel like, because he could honestly, he could have asked for a trade. Some players are different. Some players want to stay on one team. Mm -hmm. And some want to chase that ring. And he's staying loyal to the team that took a chance on him. How was how many years ago? Like eight years ago. So it's commendable. But his game speaks for itself. <laughs> Dame Dollar. He's a bucket on and off the court. <laughs> Max, um, I agree with you right there. He he could be higher. He definitely could be higher. Um, I don't argue or disagree with him being at number six. I mean number 10, he could go as high as six or five, in my opinion. Uh, but I'm just, I'm just concerned for Dame being that he's this, this talented, this great. Does Dame win in Portland with, 
with this team, with this ownership, does Dane win in Portland? In the West and how the West, I don't know. I don't, um, do you think Dane gonna be able to, to get a chip in Portland? I don't think so. I just think that there's too many teams in the Western Conference that are just always gonna be better than them. Like nobody really wants to go out and play in Portland, if I'm being honest. Like the two guys that they have, they drafted. So they, and they paid them pretty well. So they're going to stay. But I'm not, not sure if they're getting those like LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard meetings to, to have that real superstar to come over there. Maybe they could try with Boogie in the summer and he could be like a cheap option, bring him in as a, another bench piece. But I just don't, I don't think that they have enough to make it. Yeah, I'm not sure about, even if they bring in a boogie, uh, I just don't think it's gonna be enough in the West, which kind of uh, sucks for, for Dame, all that talent. And he's gonna probably tie as one of the, the, the greats, but he doesn't get a ring though, staying in Portland. But like you said, he's loyal to a fault. He not, he not leaving at all. We got at number nine, Kyrie Irving, Jersey bred. 27 and a half points per game, five boards, six assists, 1.4 steals. Too high, too low, or just right? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I might catch a lot of heat for this, but I feel like he's a little too high on the list. I just mm -hmm. think that, like, he's good. He mm -hmm. scores, he does it all. He hasn't shown that he could do it by, by himself, which, I mean, this year, they weren't really that good with him as just the main option. They kind of got better as the the games went on and he wasn't playing just because it was more team basketball oriented. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I feel like he doesn't play enough of that. And there's always an issue pretty much everywhere he goes. But you can't disregard his his track record, too. Like we know what he he's done. He's he hit one of the biggest shots in NBA history against Golden State like four years ago. Yeah, and he's been productive his whole career, and he's still productive. And I, I don't see that changing. It's just he is injury prone. That's kind of a knock that has always followed him. He's kind of missed like twenty games the last like four or five seasons in a row. Uh, it's not being able to stay on the whole season. Even even a couple of those playoff runs, Kyrie got hurt with LeBron. So it's kind of like he's nice. I like him because of the handles and the moves and it's it's the flair, but you gotta like kind of overlook that stuff. And I think he's a little too high on the list. I think I agree with everything you said, but I think he he just right. Um, granted, like you said, he sometimes can be injury prone. I think the thing with Kyrie, um, he's really more of a two guard, in my opinion. He's more two guard. Also, the whole game has changed with point guards. It's not that pass first type point guard um, anymore. We just mentioned Dame. Dame averaging seven assists, Kyrie averaging six assists. You feel me? Like, I think they he's still sharing the ball. He's getting people involved. Um, I say he just about just right. 
definitely he goes down in my book top three handles like all time easy yeah easy top three handles all time he can score at will his layup package is sick layup package is sick um for me i'll be feeling sometimes like I, I want more like i feel how talented he is i feel Kyrie could easily average 30 35 easy i think sometimes he be letting people off the hook Sometimes, hey, if he, he be having a lane, sometimes he might pull it back out, whoop, whoop, catch him again. But I think he be having it off that first first two dribbles. Let's go. Um, be on a team where it's somebody else that gets him the ball, where he don't have to be the facilitator. Just let him do what he does best, score and create. Um, so I think he's just about right. We got at number eight. Number eight coming in, we got Mr. Russell, why not Westbrook? 27 and a half, eight rebounds, seven assists, 1.7 steals. The stats always speak for themselves, even though some people think he's stat chasing. Do you think, I personally think he's just right at number eight. I think he's just right at number eight. You can't ignore the stats. You can't ignore all the intangibles. I got him just right at number eight. I mean, I can't really, you can't argue if he's, he should be higher or lower or not, but I think probably I would put him lower. I think I definitely had him lower on, on my list. I think Luke is better than him right now. If we're going based off of this year uh-huh. and Luca is by far better than Westbrook. He just does more. But, like, you can't argue. Like, Westbrook, you, you see what he brings to the team. He brings that energy. He's going to give you 110% every game, and that's kind of what you want from a, a player. And, like, with this Rockets team, it's, it hasn't been, like, a seamless transition. But I feel like he might be a little higher on this list if – he wasn't kind of like the sidekick to Harden. Mm. That kind of takes away from him a little bit. It's kind of like a, a weird marriage, you could say, just because it's like they both are ball dominant guards and it's Harden's team. So he kind of, he's it's really his team. He's taking control. And Westbrook, I don't know if he's used to playing like this because in OKC, he had the ball in his hands. Every every play, so now it's kind of like they just got to figure out how to how to juggle that. And I mean, he's having a good year. He's having a good year. I'm not gonna say it was a great year this year, but he's having a a pretty good year. And I mean, I think that system in general is kind of hard. That system in general, Mm -hmm. um, the two type of players that they are, like you said, they both need the ball. I think me personally, I think. CP3 fit better with the Houston Rockets, me personally. Uh, He's not going to do too much. That's the thing. Westbrook, he has a track record of doing too much, and he can't. you can't afford to have that on this Rockets team, especially where you have James taking 23s a game. And then what? You're going to have Russell dribbling into traffic, dishing it out to, to people that aren't open. Like, it, 
it'll get crazy. I, I want to see what happens in the playoffs with, with everybody coming back healthy and Harden lost a little weight. So I want to see, see how the chemistry is now, like four months after we've been <laughs> last playing in the league. So, I mean, I think it is real hard for them because I think it is, I don't trust the D'Antoni system. It's going to get you wins. You're going to have one of the top three, four records in your conference. But when the playoff time come, it's not, it has yet to been proven to be successful to get you a chip, that is. No. Suns made it to the uh, conference finals, but they didn't win. Uh, and that's the thing you mentioned, like with Westbrook and, and Harden, I think that the thing that CP3 brought, what you saw in the playoffs, there was one game away from getting to the finals. When the game slows down, who's going to be that that floor general to still get a good shot, to still get good offense? Granted, James Harden one-on-one is dag near unstoppable. What if he's off that game? What if you need an easier buggy? What if you need to try to get a layup? What if you need able to do a pick and roll, run down the clock? Because the thing with Houston, they sometimes they can be down 20 and come up. But they could also be up by 20, and then next thing you know, it's the fourth quarter. It's a three-point game. It's hard It's hard to keep that pace of offense that high, where you first half, they can hit 25 threes, second half hit two. Live by the three, die by the three, literally. So it's, it's kind of tough for them. We got coming in at number seven, uh, the Brow, Anthony Davis, 26.7 points per game, 9.4 rebounds, three assists, two blocks, 1.5 steals. I mean, his stat line is crazy ever since he got into the league. I think he's too low. He's a top five player, in my opinion. Um, you all know, once LeBron leaves, hopefully AD stays, and it's still a Laker after next year, but is AD's team once LeBron leaves. AD was able to carry the, the Pelicans for years. He's too low. He's a top five, top five talent in the NBA, hands down. Shoot, dribble, post up game, three point. He got handles. Like every year he's added something. Always been a problem on defense. 2.4 blocks, 1.5 steals. I think he's definitely in the running for defensive player of the year this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll get it, but he's definitely in the running for it. How you see AD on this list? I think he's too low. I I would have put him over who's higher than him, Harden, in my opinion, because I just think that Harden's good at scoring, but AD can impact the game everything in everything. Like he's he's been up there for Defensive Player of the Year. He he's consistent and he's consistently gotten better. Like now he has handles. He can can shoot threes post up is nasty. Like he's kind of unguardable, which makes it like a nasty combo between him and LeBron going forward. But yeah, he's, he's too low on this list. I I just think that like he's too skilled and there's not many big men out there that can just move the way he does. And it just looks smooth. Like it's actually fun watching him go to work when like LeBron, cause he's averaging 
like 10 assists a game because clearly he's taking a back seat a little bit to to ad to give him looks because he knows like how good he is he hasn't had yet i'm gonna say he hasn't played with anybody this good in his career up until this point no for sure nobody has been on a lebron team and the level as ad hands down if lebron had an ad i think he'd had at least two or three more rings yeah he had kevin love that was a good piece he's not an ad but um Kevin Love got injured that year. Kyrie got injured. But the difference between AD and KD, I mean, AD and Kevin Love is that, like, once Love came, he just kind of floated to the perimeter. And same with Chris Bosh. He just floated to the perimeter and just took that back seat. But kind of with AD, he's still up there in the post, still doing pick and rolls to the basket, still can pick and pop. So he's giving you everything. His game is so versatile. Um, do you think, you feel me, like, if the Lakers, by any chance, by any chance, which I don't think is happening, if they don't win the championship, do you see AD staying, or do the Lakers need to win that championship to keep AD there? I think that's a tough one, because, yeah, he's been real noncommittal about if he's coming back or not. But I just think that it makes more sense for him career-wise to stay because he could really build on this going forward because LeBron has maybe what, like, I don't know. I'm not going to – I don't (laughs) want to put a number on how many years he has left because he's still doing it. But this could be 80s team whenever LeBron decides to hang it up. He could be the face of the Lakers. And then they bring in pieces around him to try to get it done. So I just don't, I don't think he should leave. This is one of the best places, top two places to win a championship in the league. So I think he's Um, Only other place he should go is New York. (laughs) (laughs) It could happen. (laughs) Oh man, I don't know about AD going to New York. That'd be a huge uh, drop off, even though he'll probably add 10 more wins to that team, which still won't be enough to get into the playoffs with how the Knicks are set up. Uh, I agree right here. Uh, Pastor John in the in the chat said that AD will sign for one more year. I think he does sign for one more year. He's going to keep doing the one-year contract wherever he goes to maximize that money because, you know, the, the salary cap keep raising. So – Let's say in two, three years, AD could be getting somewhere between, they said, 35 to $40 million a year. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy money. Um, I think he stays. It don't make sense to go anywhere else. As you said, it'll be his team. When, who knows, LeBron, it don't look like he's slowing down any time soon. I don't. I mean, I as long as he's on the team, as long as LeBron's on any team, it's his team. So it's like. Exactly. Just cause he's the face of the NBA right now, so you can't taking a back seat to anybody. Exactly. Uh, what do you think about AD needs a superstar to lead him? I mean, I I guess I agree with that because in New Orleans he was the guy, and they sort of had pieces around him, sort of didn't. So he kind of was stuck at that first round of the playoff stage. So I guess I could see that because this is the best season that he's had team-wise mm-hmm. until this point is with the Lakers, and it's not even his team. So 
I guess I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, I think concerning AD, I wouldn't say maybe so much a superstar to lead him. He does need another piece, but it depends too. Like if he, let's say he does go to the Knicks, that'll be his team. I think, like I said, I think he'll be able to lead them. Um, and you put the right pieces around him. That's just, that's, I mean, you could kind of say that for a lot of the players in the league. You put the right, the right people around him, he'll be able to, to succeed just like a lot of the, the stars. I do agree that he needs a, a good guard to get him the ball. And as you see in the highlights of the Lakers season this year, LeBron goes out of his way to make sure AD gets not only the touches, but he gets the easy buckets. Like you see somebody like me guarding AD, trust and believe LeBron, he gonna get him the rock, go to work. And everybody on the team is on the same page in regards to that. We get AD the ball, like when they played the uh, Pelicans for the rematch. AD dropped that 50 piece. I mean, that, it was only right. LeBron knew what he was doing. He was trying to get him the ball so he could go to work on his old team. So <laughs> I get that. Definitely. Um, at number six, we have the last person on the list. We have Steph Curry. Steph Curry is averaging this year 20.8 points per game, five rebounds, six assists, one steal. Is Steph too high, too low, just right on his list? Too low. I mean, <laughs> he's too low. It's just people sleep on him because basically missed the whole season up until this point. And you kind of forget about him. Cause you don't see them. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you might forget about a player cause they didn't play at all. So it's kind of like, you might push him down the list, but you just look at his track record and what he does, what he brings to the game. Like he could, he could easily do what Harden does, but that's not what wins. He knows that. Exactly. Everybody in the league knows that. So it's like, he does what he has to do to make his team better. He moves without the ball. Crazy. That's something Harden doesn't do. He stands there and is just, he's just waiting for you to pass in the ball so he could dribble it 30 times again. So <laughs> Steph should be, I'd say top four. I wouldn't even have him at top, like five. He should be top four in the league. Healthy Definitely Steph Curry. Five. Yeah, healthy Steph Curry is is that dude behind the obvious top three, which I'm not gonna mention because that's that's next episode. <laughs> um, I completely agree. He's definitely top five. Um, do you think the Warriors get back to this to this mountaintop next season? Healthy. They got Andrew Wiggins now. They got Clay Thompson coming back healthy. They still got Draymond. Um, do they trade Draymond Green? What do you think they do with that top pick? Do they use the top pick to get somebody else? How how do you uh view that? I would I I said this before. I would trade Draymond just because you have like a cheaper option than Pascal that you just drafted, who's more athletic. They got the good coaches. Like clearly the coaching is great in Golden State. So I believe that he can make that leap next year and he could be that Draymond Green piece, just a little more athletic and maybe a little better shooter. 
So you're not just out there just rebounding and passing the ball. You could actually actually be an option. So he's the one guy who should have been gone. This would be a good time to transition into that next Warriors team. I don't know. Draymond just doesn't really fit. He can't shoot. He's just he's a space eater and not in, not in a good way, too. What do you think happens in regards to uh, that vocal leader, though? They say Steph isn't really that person. Clay isn't that person. Just off the fact of him being a, that vocal leader for them. I think that's I mean, one of his most. That's an expensive vocal leader, though. He's making like $30 million a year just to be vocal, not not hit any open shots, just just talk. So that's that's where I would just say I believe Steph could get it done. He's he's not going to be like a, a Draymond, real in your face, but he's he's been a leader. Yeah, the, I think like KD would have stayed if Draymond wasn't uh, wasn't there. If Draymond got traded, KD would have stayed. Um, it's just it's just hard. You you understand his heart. You understand where he's coming from. But a lot of times it rubs people the wrong way. A lot of times it it messes up the flow with everything. Um, I think, like you said, they got Pascal, and then whoever they draft, if they decide to keep it, I think it's going to be a high pick. So it's it's going to be somebody that is talented. Um, Andrew Wiggins, I think, is a big piece. Another big guard, six eight, long wingspan, can shoot could defend he remember at one point he was comparing him to possibly being like the next Kobe he has the the skill and the talent you, you see what I'm saying that'll be interesting to see if they trade him in the offseason keep him I would keep him and hopefully the coaches can get the most out of him because he was the number one pick his year for a reason and mm-hmm. he's just he has so much untapped potential that I mean, he's still he's still been averaging over twenty points a game, so he's not a with complete ease. dud. <laughs> he's with just still ease. with ease. That's so the imagine thing. with the spacing that they're gonna have with Steph, Clay, Wiggins can shoot, but he's also a good slasher too. So all those backdoor cuts are gonna be open for him. That's a lot of easy buckets. So I like I'd like them to keep Wiggins. I don't know. I'd like them to keep that draft pick too and just develop, they should look at Wiseman in the draft. Look, mm. look at a big man. That's what they're missing. <laughs> Either a big man or somebody to bolster their bench. Mm. I think that'll be a good thing. You know, the, the young pieces have been able to play this year, so a lot of them got some more experience and got better. Um, I agree, Wiggins, Pastor John said Wiggins is not consistent. That's been his, his problem. Wiggins hasn't been consistent. Uh, Wiggins one game will give you 35 in 25 minutes. He'll give you 35 points in the next game. He'll play the whole game and only get 10 points. And I think his his thing, his knock has been his motor because you can see it comes easy. The 20, the 20 points comes easy and it doesn't even look like he's trying. Imagine if he had like a, a Kobe motor, a, a LeBron motor, a MJ type motor where he's just going to keep going. And I think with him being a Golden State, that would be the best thing that happened to him. That front office, the development, the developmental coaches there, they know how to develop talent well in Golden State. 
I think in that system, being around other greatness with Clay, Steph, Draymond is for as long as he'll be there. Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr, I think will bring the breast out of him too. The thing is he was in Minnesota, Cleveland, not winning organizations, not organizations that had anything to fight for, not who was the, who was there? You see, who was the, who was that greatness that was able to push them, push them in to go farther? It was Jimmy Butler that one year, but Jimmy Butler was out after that, so he hasn't even been around players like this to elevate his game to make them to hold them accountable. You can't you can't argue with a Steph and a Clay rings on rings, and they, they know what they're doing. So I think it would be contagious. Like you know, I got to put in his work, regardless. I got to put in his work to be on this level. And I think they'll be at the top again. They a top three team next year as constructed. As constructed, they a top three team. Now what they do in the draft, any trades or free agency, that's where they get even spookier. Cause they get another piece, they right back in the conversation. They they literally are right back in the conversation with the Lakers, Clippers. I'll put them above the Rockets. I don't see the Rockets really being really being a threat to anybody. I don't see the Rockets being a threat. Um, if you had to start bench cut, we got Steph, Dame, Kyrie, and Russ. Start bench cut. Damn, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to cut two people then: Steph, Dame, Kyrie, and Russ. Uh, I would start Steph. Mm-hmm. I would – I'm going to go with – I would bench Kyrie, and then I would cut Dame and Russ. I just think that, like, playoff Kyrie has shown that he's better than what Dame and what Russ are bringing to the table. Like, once he's in that more competitive atmosphere, it just brings the best out of him, and he just – He's a dog. And then Steph, I mean, Steph is Steph. He's, <laughs> you can't really stop him. Once he gets going, he's just, it's it's over for it, for everybody. Yeah, that's the thing. Steph can get going at any point. That's what's scary about Steph. Steph might be one for seven and at any point could just knock down eight straight. Mm-hmm. Just the way he catches fire is crazy. Um. That was easy, bro. You gonna pick the people that got rings. <laughs> you pick the ring pedigree. I'm starting Steph. Um bag is tough. Um I'm a bitch name. Cut I'm, I'm gonna cut Kyrie. I'm gonna cut Russ. Uh I think Dame is gonna come up. Dame is he shows up in the playoffs. It's just the team that's surrounded them. I think if you take Dame and put them on the Warriors, you put them on the Lakers, the Clippers, that's, you'll see a different Dame. You'll be able to see him further in the playoffs and bigger moments. It's just in Portland, it's kind of tough. I think Portland, you know, they make the playoffs, they'll make some noise this year, but I don't know about them actually winning a chip, but I'm starting Curry, Benching Dane. Um, that's how I see it. But this is 
the end of episode two right here, Bench Mob season two. We are on all streaming platforms. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Anchor, Google, every streaming platform. We're on it. Um, stay tuned. Next episode, which is going to be at eight o'clock tonight, we're going to have special guest Dwayne Morgan, five time, five year pro right now, playing in France, Spain, England. He'll be on the night. We'll be talking to him about a lot of stuff, everything that's going on with basketball, Black Lives Matter, everything like that. We'll touch on it. Um, make sure y'all stay tuned, continue to support. We appreciate y'all. Be on the lookout. We're going to have um, a section for you guys to donate, donate to uh, Bench Mob. So be on the lookout for that. We'll announce that further on later this week on what's going on with that. But Bench Mob, we out. Peace.